Welcome back to the Successful Diligence Podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and listening and giving your time to hear what I hope is value added to your life. I appreciate you investing that time in yourself and allowing me to speak with you and share with you um, on this journey called life. So yesterday when I uh, published and recorded episode 100, I don't think it dawned on me that it was episode 100. Like, oh my gosh, season two and we have reached 100 episodes. And that is epic. That is like such a thing to celebrate and to acknowledge. And I don't think that I gave myself the the um, the acknowledgement and the credit and the the celebration that it really is um, due. And so what I wanted to do was for this episode, I'm not calling it um, episode 101, I'm calling it a bonus episode because I'm going to share with you an interview on someone else's podcast um, that I did. And I know that you'll find value out of that, out of this podcast. It's a lot longer than my typical episodes. It's about, I think it's about an hour long but it is so worth the listen. There is so much value added. I do share a lot of personal um, information and stories, so you'll learn about me a lot more. And it's just a really good, uplifting, motivating um, listen. So I hope that you'll stick around and listen. I know that you'll find value and um, enjoy this bonus episode celebrating 100 episodes of Successful Diligence Podcast. I'm so grateful that you're along for the journey and um, here you go. All right, what's going on fam? This is take number two. Take number two. What's going on? Jay Chantelancy here, creator of the Utah movement, helping you discover your true awesomeness so you can unleash it to the world, aka the motivating moderator for the Unlimited Life Academy. We are simulcasting in Utah and Eula groups here. My show is about overcoming fear, unleashing your awesomeness. I get to interview some amazing fantastic, awesome people. Um, And it's uh, my duty to bring you their stories to help inspire, motivate, and, uh, you know, give you a good idea on how these amazing individuals overcome their fear and step into their awesomeness. We can all do it. We can all do it. No matter what background, what conditioning, what upbringing, you know, where you're from, religion, doesn't matter. We can all do it. And I love interviewing these my guests because I get to know them I get to understand you know their struggles and how they faced their fear head on and then kill it right and now they're thriving it's it's just an amazing conversation I look forward to it so today because it's Wednesday and I got my show on Wednesdays I brought on I am bringing on another amazing awesome individual her name is Michelle Perry and uh, if you guys didn't read the bio yet, let me just bring it up here so you can understand who Miss Perry is. So the journey, right? The I love her bio too. It just encapsulates everything that she's been through. It gives you a really good understanding of where she's coming from, where she is now, and where she's going. I love it. All right, the journey 
Driving home on New Year's Eve night in tears, Michelle asked a question that was a catalyst for her own personal transformation and complete life change. When was the last time you asked the question for yourself? That's a great question. The question that began the journey to living the reality that is now her life, a life empowered and enjoyed. Ooh, I love it. A life empowered and enjoyed. A life that ignites fire and passion and laughter and joy on a daily basis. Yes. A life that has purpose and meaning. So what was that question? It is the one that maybe you have asked yourself or maybe you've been afraid to ask it. The gnawing deep sense inside that has you continually searching. Is this really all there is to life? One more time. Is this really all there is to life? So that question began her journey. That question and the absolute need to find the answer was the beginning of the life transform. On the personal journey, Michelle learned the hard truths that led to internal devastation through honest identification, graceful acceptance, loving forgiveness, soul searching, vision and mission creation, self-development, mindful mindset overhaul, skill acquisition, discipline implementation, habit change, goal achievement, hard earned experience and lessons, and eventual mastery that has led to gratitude and purpose. Ooh, I love that word, gratitude. Over the years, as life transpired, Michelle entered the professional world of social services, learning essential clinical skills, life strategies, social skill education, and this led to successful diligence to move into the coaching realm. Coaching at the time was focused on personal development, emotional healing. Ooh, I like that relationship management, and moving through personal issues that prevented people from achieving success in reaching their goals. I'm going to stop there because um, I want to bring Michelle on so that we can go further into her story and uh, get a deeper look of where she is now in her coaching career, you know, successful diligence. She has an awesome website. I'll put that up later. But we're just going to get right into it. So without further ado, I am bringing on Miss Michelle Perry. How are you today, hey, Michelle? <laughs> How are you? How are you? It's a good day. It's a good day. Yes, it, day. It's a good day. yes it is. Yes, it is. If you guys are joining live, hashtag live, hashtag awesomeness. If you're joining us on the replay, hashtag replay, hashtag UTAI. Michelle, thank you for your time. Appreciate you being here, getting I'm on my so show. I'm so grateful to be here. And I got to tell you, I'm going to bring you around in my pocket to read that because the way you read it, I was pulled in. <laughs> I was like, I'm in. I want to know what that is. <laughs> yeah. Hey, it's an awesome bio. When I read it, I was like, yeah, this is this is going to be amazing conversation. So I just want to I just want to preface the uh, the conversation here on telling the audience on how we connected. Uh, so we are in the same group in this other group called stage of scale and, uh, made a post there. That's how I actually got most of my, you know, amazing guests. Cause we all have these amazing stories, right? And this group was helping us create our signature talk, right? Our three minute signature talk and, you know, using the stage to help our, our, uh, message or our business. And, uh, I made a post in there. You know, saying that I have this virtual stage, you know, of all these of uh, these two groups 
And uh, I would love to interview some amazing people. And Michelle happened to contact me back and we had an amazing conversation and now we're here. So I'm so excited to yes. get to know you even more and to get to understand where, you know, you had overcome your fear to unleash it, your awesomeness. And I know from our conversation that it wasn't always an easy road no. in the beginning, right? So no, nothing let's is. Get into, yeah, let's get into the superhero origin story of Michelle Perry. Where did it all start for you? Well, honestly, I mean, I have a lot of different overcoming fear and unleashing mm. awesomeness stories. Yeah. Um, but I think that the origin origin is that I happen to be a biracial individual. My parents mm. are divorced. And so mm -hmm. my father, when he left my life at three, started mm -hmm. the trajectory of, you know, abandonment. Why, mm -hmm. you know, why don't you want me? Rejection, all of that self-esteem stuff that went on. And then, you know, I, I went through elementary school, junior high, high school, all of that. And mm -hmm. the story where you were reading from, from my bio, was uh -huh. a night that I will never forget. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was driving home and I had just come from um, church and it was, I remember sitting at the, in the church and looking around at all the people, they, I mean, from youth to elders. And I remember thinking, if I am stuck and this is my life, I want to die. <laughs> mm -hmm. Like I'm very dramatic at that point. Um, but as, as I'm driving home, I really began to question, is this really all life is? Like, is it really mm. just get up, go to work, go to church, come home? Like, really, that's it? That cannot mm. be it. That's not right. why I was put here on this earth. And Negative. <laughs> that quest for the answer to that question and also my, I have this, this desire for truth and I cannot rest until I find the answers and the truth. Mm. And I'm going to, I'm going to uncover every rock. I'm going to look in every tree, every forest. I'm going for it. And so that led me through a journey that has been extremely painful because mm -hmm. when you go inward first and you are truthful and honest, there's a raw realness that is painful like no other pain. Yes. But when you address the truth and come out the other side victorious, there's no sweeter freedom and there's no stronger value that you can offer and bless the world with and provide other people with the skills, the knowledge, the, the strategies, the tips, which then produces what I call the ripple effect. Because mm -hmm. if, I, if I touch one person and they're impacted, then they go out and touch another person who touches four or five people who I'll never meet. But because of that initial seed in that first person, I've now impacted 10, 20, 30, whoever, however many. And it just goes out. And that is just such an encouraging driving force for me. Oh, my goodness. You are just, we are just on the same level, girl. I love yes. it. Yes. Talk about ripple effect and impact. And, oh, yes. I talk about that all day, every day, right? Well, I mean, we that's, don't. That's, that's why we're here. That's what life is about, really. Yes. Yes. And like, I, I'm so grateful that you are well aware and that that one specific night made you ask that important question mm -hmm. to bring you to where you are today. So that is just super awesome. And I think a lot of people, you know, when they come to that kind of hurdle in their lives, um, they can easily, you know, get into or underneath the rock and just not do anything. Right. right. Or they'll just, you know, like hide and kind of cower away and not think, Hey, 
there might be a silver lining in all of this, right? Or they but may you, they may feel it because some people are aware yeah. of it subconsciously mm -hmm. or even consciously, mm -hmm. but it takes a lot of courage to not only ask the question, but to answer it. Mm -hmm. And that's why I'm always very specific with people that when they take one baby step, that takes so much courage and the next step is easier and the next step is easier yeah but you have to celebrate i just did a podcast you have to celebrate your wins and you have to yes. celebrate those tiny efforts because they build on each other mm -hmm. and so you've got to you got to celebrate the courage that it takes to tell the truth to open your eyes to be aware and then celebrate that so you reinforce yourself to keep going yeah so how did you yeah. celebrate after you came to that that truth and answering that question for yourself. What did you do? Well, I'll tell you, as, as I said, that night sparked a journey, which, mm. so at that point in my life, I was in my twenties and I had graduated, you know, with all my master's degrees and all this stuff. And I was mm -hmm. in a job that, you know, paid the bills, but mm -hmm. was really not fulfilling at all. Um, and I had was living in the state that I was born in. And I have a travel, like I want to journey and see people and meet people. And I have a belief that there's certain people that are assigned to my life. And there's certain people that I'm assigned to that I have to meet, that I have to touch, have to talk to. Mm -hmm. And so I was single at this time. I was in, I was entering into my thirties and what? I was doing the online dating thing back when oh. it was still new. So there was like <laughs> blackvoicesaol.com. And, oh, you know, wow. and <laughs> January of 2007. I met a guy online. We started talking. We talked for 20 hours a day, 22 wow. hours a day. Like we were talking and he was in Washington DC and I was in Connecticut. Okay. And I had decided after this night where I asked that question, is this all there is? I have to leave Connecticut. I have to get out. And I had decided on Maryland. That was just a random, I'm going to go there. Why not? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And he lived in DC. So I was looking for a house in February of 07. We met in person beautiful, you know, Valentine's flowers impressed me and everything. And then I moved down in March uh -huh. and in March he proposed and April 5th of 2007, we were married. Wow. <laughs> so that's 90 quickness. days. I love 90 it. Days. I so love I it. left my job. I left the state where my family was, my support mm -hmm. system. I was moving to marry this guy who mm -hmm. I had just met 90 days earlier. So we're still getting to know each other and I'm living in a new place. And so everything was just up whirlwind and then sat down. Wow. And that first year was extremely hard. My husband mm -hmm. is a very different personality type than I am. He's very extreme. He's very, you know, honest and raw and boom, boom, boom. And I am not. <laughs> I'm much more like dramatic and personality and all of that stuff. And so he would confront me with my baggage and my uh -huh. issues. And uh -huh. I would uh -huh. resist like, wait a minute. And who are mm -hmm. you? And Hold so, on. Oh, you're my, you're my husband. Oops, right, right, you know, right. What did right. I do? So that first year was really rough, but mm -hmm. I had to make the commitment to engage on that journey and mm -hmm learn how to tell the truth and mm -hmm. learn how to really reset my mind. I had so many un, so many mindsets and so many narratives that were not serving me well at all. Right. And I had to relearn how to think. I had to relearn perspective and how to reframe things. And I mm -hmm. had to learn all these new skills. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard, especially as an adult, we are set in our ways by 30. So I'm 32 doing all this stuff. And I'm like, good God, <laughs> this is rough. But, yep. you know, I tell you that what I've learned 
and what I have to offer because it's just bubbling up. And I always say you can't you can't offer or give what you don't own, what you don't have. Right. And you can't have something that you haven't experienced. And once you've experienced it, you know it. And that's when you can offer it because you mm-hmm. own it, you know it, and that's when you can give it. Yeah. And so I'm grateful on this side of it for all mm-hmm. of the pain, all of the heartache, all of the mess because it was mm-hmm. a hot mess all right, of right. It because I have that to offer now. So yeah, that's yeah. I can totally relate, you know, cause uh, when I went and met my wife, it was pretty instant. Uh, we got, you know, um, I already knew I was going to marry her within three months. Uh, we didn't get married until like, you know, years later, but I knew I was like in it for the long haul. Right. <laughs> um, even our first year of marriage was pretty much, um, the same way. Cause I was totally, you know, this laid back, you know, person, you know, go with the flow. And she was more like, you know, we need a plan and all this stuff, you know? And I mean, we were just like, you know, clashing. Yeah. Um, but that's what marriage does. You have to, you have to stay committed and then really look inside yourself to see how, you know, you can make this, this, you know, long-term commitment with each other better. And I, you know, I tell her, I tell her all the time. It's like, I think you were, you are supposed to be in my life because you're, mm-hmm. you're supposed to teach me empathy and patience and sensitivity, you know, stuff that I knew nothing about. Right. I was, I was a hot headed, stubborn, you know, like, I mean, I was, I was really, you know, easy going, but you know, it just, <laughs> when, when it comes to hard conversations, I was mm-hmm. not, I would just remove myself from the conversation and I would always get upset, you know, or angry. Those are like my two go-to emotions, anger and frustration and leave the room. <laughs> a lot of men do that. Like yeah. my husband had a, had a temper issue and mm-hmm. you know, he struggles with like ADD and different types of things. And he mm-hmm. also had cancer and all the, Ooh. all the stuff. Yeah. So when we can talk about that too, but um, yeah. one thing that, that I have been able to offer him and it's been such a, um, I'm so grateful to be able to see the growth is that yeah. there's a way of communicating, especially in marriage, but I think in, in every relationship, whether it's personal business, whatever, mm-hmm. there's a way to communicate where the other person can actually hear you and receive you. Right. And there's a way to give feedback, a way to hear feedback, a way to receive it. And there's certain language. Language is so important. And I mm-hmm. think people under undervalue language. The way that you say something and the words that you use, they matter and they have power and they have value. And it's important to always remember that because once they're out of your mouth, you can't take them back. <laughs> yes, I totally agree. I had to learn uh, all that. I had to learn all that. Like, just that's why, that's why, you know, I always give credit to my wife because she's had to teach me all, even through our more, most like tumultuous times and arguments and hard discussions. I literally had to like re- rework my, you know, vernacular, re- rework my, my, my nonverbal, you know, mm-hmm. cues. Cause I mean, like I said, she's hypersensitive. So every little, you know, t- uh, in, uh, uh, increase in tone and in voice, mm-hmm. you know, just like my facial expressions, which I was yep. so aware of at that time. You know, a lot of people, we don't, we're not aware of how we right. communicate or what we say with our bodies, mm-hmm. right? The you nonverbal. Say one, yeah, you say one thing, but the way you look says a uh-huh. whole different, you know, a whole different type of uh, communication, right? Yeah, those she, are those those micro expressions. Yes, yes, and you know, and, and, and then the whole like energy thing too, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I I knew nothing about, right? I was just like, "What are you talking about? I'm not yelling." 
You know, like, I'm like, not yelling. What you know, do you mean? Like, I was like, I don't have a mean face right now. What are you talking about? Right. So, yeah, I literally had to, you know, shift and make that, um, you know, connection with mm -hmm. my own reactions, which is why now, you know, I'm really, I'm super hyper aware. You know, I'm, 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 I'm like, I make it a point and an intention to speak the way I need to speak so yeah. that, you know, my, my ideas and my responses are conveyed correctly. I mean, this even goes beyond our marriage. I mean, this, this has helped me with clients, with my kids, you know, <laughs> with in-laws, like everybody. It's like, mm -hmm, I got you. I got you. You know, even right. though I'm like getting pretty frustrated inside, I was like, mm -hmm, uh -huh, I understand. I understand your concern. You know? But it like, allows your message to be heard and right. it allows people to, to, you know, sort of connect with you and, and be yeah. present with you. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and I think you're, you know, absolutely right. The communication part is so, so key. And it's not just even relationships, it's everything, right? Communication is so important. Um, I read well, that and, book and before we leave communication, Yeah, communication with yourself, because yes. a lot of people forget that yes. we are talking to ourselves all day, every day. Every and day. what we say to ourselves is the most important message we will ever hear. Yes. So people forget that we're always communicating with ourselves first and then to other people also. Mm, I love that. The self-talk. Are you mm -hmm. self-talking negatively or positively to yourself? Because that could permeate through your own, you know, reactions and communication yeah. with others, right? I mean, it could, a lot it of affects your perception. It yeah. affects your perspective, your viewpoint. I mean, mm -hmm. we just had, my husband and I, we had, so I always say the, the biggest thing that, that causes disruption in relationships is not communication, but it is unmet expectations. Ooh. And so we had many unmet expectations that we had mm -hmm. not talked about. And so mm -hmm. we were having some friction. And just this last week, we had a conversation. <laughs> it was very raw. It was like two hours long. And we were able to really talk and communicate using the I messages. Well, I feel such and such when this happens because of such and such. And what turned out to ha happening is that I had an expectation and I was misinterpreting his action, which then led to him misinterpreting my reaction. And mm -hmm. it was this whole bunch of misunderstanding, misinterpretation, unmet expectations, because we weren't talking in a way that we could hear each other. Right. Wow. We're getting a relationship masterclass. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> hey, but it's needed, you know, yeah, yeah. that's the hardest thing, right? Is to be in a, it doesn't matter what type of relationship, because we have client and, you know, service provider relationships mm -hmm. too, because they expect things. And we think that, you know, they should know you know, what, right. what, what our expectations is. Sometimes they don't like, you know, in, in my digital marketing agency, like, I don't know how many times I had to talk to a client and I'm thinking they, they know, you know, like HTML or they, or they know specific things about, you know, WordPress or, you know, click bundles or something. They're just like, uh, what's that? And I'm like, about? Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm talking about. Right. Right. So, right. Yeah. So you have to really explain, you know, come, come, come into the conversation as like, they don't know anything and you have to be patient and, you know, it's patient enough and understanding enough that, you know, you have to really, you know, get it, explain it to them so they fully, fully understand. And I think but in order to do that, right. you have to first know yourself, so yeah. you have to be self-aware and be able yeah. to talk with yourself. I'm a yeah. little distracted because I feel like the light is leaving my room. I'm going to turn on my other light. Go ahead, so yeah. Can I do that? Yeah, um, yeah sure. It's going to be like a little yellow. So I apologize, but hold on one second. I'll be right back. Oh, I good. promise. It's all about the lighting. We all got. We always got to get the lighting. 
So guys, if you're joining me live, hashtag live, put some questions in the questions, in the comments. If you have any comments, let me know so we can ask All right. Michelle here. I feel like All I'm right. bright again. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Wow. <laughs> Gotta let the brightness shine. Let the brightness shine. I let it in, let off. it in, girl, let it in. Let it out, let it out. Yeah. All right, sounds good. So now, so from that moment where you had that, uh, you know, uh, immense important question answered which brought you to this journey right you had a a long career in the social work right i did and actually yeah. that that choice came out of so sometimes you feel like professions choose you and other times you choose the profession right so i never really wanted to go into social work i wanted to be a teacher okay but when i was in high school so i'm gonna i'm gonna give my age here because I graduated high school in 92. <laughs> okay. um, my senior year of high school, so January 2nd of 1992, I was mm -hmm. in my uh, senior year English class. Mm -hmm. And it was right before the bell rings. So we were all just talking and, you mm -hmm. know, chit-chatting as, as teenagers do. Mm -hmm. And I remember looking out of the corner of my eye to the corner of the room, and there was a mm -hmm. boy who sat, who was sitting there who I've known my entire educational career. Wow. But he was that kid that was weird and didn't dress right and nobody really talked to. Mm -hmm. And he had a small smile on his face that day. And I remember thinking that's so weird because he never smiles. Right. And then I turned back and I was talking to whoever. And in the next moment, we hear these strange sounds coming from the corner. And so I look over and this boy had this like white thing coming out of his mouth. And I was like, what is that? Is this gum? Like what's going on? Right. He's making all these weird noises. And he, then he starts convulsing and everyone's like, oh my God, he's having a seizure. And I said, that's not a seizure. And so mm -hmm. they start rushing us out of the room and I was the last person to leave the room. And what I saw was I saw him die. What, what he did is that he had a styrofoam cup with a pencil. And I remember him stirring it with that little smile on his face and he drank cyanide. And he did it specifically in our second period English class because we had all been together the whole course of our career. And it was almost like a spiteful act. Like, you all never noticed me. You all never paid attention to me. No one oh talked to gosh. me. But you're going to remember me for the rest of your life. And he was right. I mean, we remember him. And so when we walked out of the room, I literally was the last one out. And I saw him on the floor. And he was dead. Oh and that gosh. moment, that moment was what changed my life. You know, my, my life has been changed a lot. But that moment was what created that seed of serving. Because mm. I remember having a, like maybe, you know, watching him in class and wondering about him. But I never had the courage to talk to him. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And if one person had paid attention to him, if one person had talked to him and encouraged him, smiled, he may mm. not have done that. And mm. so that has been a driving force for me to always, I don't care who it is, a stranger on the street, I don't care where I am, you're going to get a smile and a word of encouragement from me because that yeah. could make the difference. And the power of attention can mm. literally save a life. And that was what brought me into social work because mm. I realized the power that we can have on other people and the impact that just a small bit of attention can have. It can literally save a life. Wow. That is yeah. such a thank you for sharing and uh, for your vulnerability there. That's wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. That's, that's oh wow. I'm I'm just blown away right now. Yeah. Um. Hey, that that would definitely change my you mm -hmm. know outlook and perspective as well. And I'll tell um, and you. I'll tell you. People were getting sad and oh, you know. Mm -hmm. 
and we, mm-hmm. you know, they, I think they named the gym after him and they planted uh-huh. a tree in his name. And I uh-huh. remember I was pissed. I was so mad. Yeah, I was yeah. like, he was, because spi- my perspective was it was a spiteful act. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know what was going through his mind. I mean, mm-hmm. to be that devastated in life that you want to take mm-hmm. your life, I can't even imagine. Right, right, right. But I remember being so angry at us, the people who were left, because why give him the flowers now? Why mm-hmm. give him the attention now? When he mm-hmm. was here, we didn't do it. And right. that, it took me in college to my sophomore year, I took a creative writing class. Mm-hmm. And I have words have always been a comfort to me. Journaling, writing, mm-hmm. words um, have always been a real comfort. And so I wrote a short story, an essay, and I reworked that thing the whole semester. And it was, it was this story about him and death and working through those feelings. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until then that I was able to really process it. And that mm-hmm. was when I changed from teaching to social work. So, Wow. So Yeah, yeah it's so important to process trauma mm-hmm. and process emotions. Uh, I'm in the holistic healing space and I'm learning so much about, oh, you know, yeah. trapped emotional energy, you know, and, and things like that that could stay with you. But yeah, I totally agree, you know, um, the whole attention thing. Um, it's, it's so important. And that's why mm-hmm. even with doing, you know, like these lives or, you know, like sharing your message, sharing your story, I always tell people like, you never know who you mm-hmm. can affect. You know, you never know who had to listen to it some way, somehow. Right. And, and you never know what just, it is that's going to impact yeah, It can be yeah, something just, so random. Like, oh, I didn't think you were, right. that would even matter. Right. It's the simplest things, the simplest acts, like smiling at someone when they come through the door hey how are you today you know like hope all is well or you know just just small things like that that we kind of overlook because we're always like you know so engulfed in the continuity of life like we have to get to where we need to go you know and then but then Mm -hmm. all these other things people around us are just you know this is like walking whatever right so we're not even paying attention life is busy life is busy but kindness and people matter i mean Mm-hmm. In all the stuff and all the things, when you get to the end of your life, right? what do you have? The people who are in hospice or dying, what are mm-hmm. they thinking mm-hmm. about? They're not thinking about mm-hmm. their cars, their jobs, their money. They're thinking about lost moments that they could have, mm-hmm. should have, would have, regrets, yep. relationships, things that they, they wish they had done differently, ways that mm-hmm. they could have acted towards someone's but didn't, apologies, all of that stuff that really matters that we mm-hmm. can be paying attention to now. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, even in the in the light of you know what happened over this weekend, oh, the tragedy you know, puts a lot. Yeah, puts a lot of things into perspective. You know, because mm-hmm. you never know. You just never know when God's gonna call you back. You know, mm-hmm. I just see you later, world. You know, see you later, family. And it's it's hard for the people left over. Yeah. Because you know we we will miss you know the, those opportunities that we could have spent more time it's not well, that we're their, sad for presence. them you know i mean you yeah miss you miss the presence you miss the person but mm-hmm. if you live a life that is truthful and empowered mm-hmm. and have the courage to be present and yourself and right. you give to others every single day that's all we can do mm-hmm. and when it's our right. time it's our time to go right but exactly I mean, it, it's still tragic what happened yeah, definitely. So you had what twenty years in the social work business? I did. Wow. I had twenty years. Wow. Um, and actually, I if you count like day camp and nannying, I did a little bit more. But mm-hmm. I did twenty years officially um, as a clinical social worker, and then I was so I had a I was a national consultant doing a lot of national training about uh, mm. abuse prevention. 
Mm-hmm. And I had a, a job that recruited me to Texas. Right. Now, for anyone who doesn't know, Texas is its own country. It's its own way of, <laughs> I don't even know. There's no place yeah. like it on earth. Texas is in right. Texas. So right. we moved to Texas from Oregon. And Oregon and Texas are very, very different. But we moved mm-hmm. to, to Texas. And the job that recruited me was the most unethical, horrible experience I have ever experienced in my life. I have wow. never been discriminated against i have never experienced racism because i i've experienced prejudice we all have our prejudices we're all prejudiced if we all tell the truth but that Mm -hmm. racism and that intentional bullying and that intentional setting up for failure and just the institutional i I never experienced that so it was horrible horrible and my husband i was i came home one day and he looked at me and he said you are becoming a crazy person i didn't marry (laughs) a crazy person Right. You're either going to fix this or you're going to find another job because I can't mm-hmm. live like this. And I, I right. said, you know, I respect that. I did some reflection. I was becoming a crazy person <laughs> and I didn't <laughs> like who I was becoming. I saw the difference in my mindset, in, in my mm. behavior. I was becoming, I was driving into patterns that I had used to do where I was lowering myself for others and I was sort of diminishing my light for other people. And that you never mm. should do that ever. And so I quit Mm -hmm. and I didn't have a job. I've never done that before. Usually when you quit, you have another job lined up. Right, 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 right. (laughs) Talk about fear and overcoming fear and stepping out on Exactly. And I was like, what am I going to do? So Mm -hmm. I started job searching Mm -hmm. and my husband said, do you think you've done everything you you set out to do for social work? Like maybe Mm -hmm. it's time to switch careers. Now, keep in mind, I'm like approaching 40 now. I'm like 39 mm-hmm. years old. You don't switch careers <laughs> mid life. But I'm like, <laughs> yeah. um, okay, what 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 can I do? All I know is clinical social work. That's serving people. I want to serve people. That's what I'm here to do. Right. And so there was a job opening in insurance. And I'm like, insurance? Mm. Well, customer service or serving customers are okay. I don't know. This was meant to be though, it was providential. So I ended up working at Geico. And so I'm in corporate mm-hmm. America. I'm so grateful for this stable mm. job. It has been such a blessing, not only for the professional part of it and the leadership development, the enhancement of my coaching skills, but mm-hmm. the people that I have met, I was supposed to meet because I w- I've been able to impact lives on the job. Right. And my, my one-on-one coaching business actually started with people who I worked with, who no longer work there now, but that's nice. where it started. And so that nice. sort of gave me the the seed of, wow, I can still serve people, but earn money a different way. Cause I had always had it together. And mm-hmm. I said, okay. And that was where successful diligence took like a left turn and mm. became more of what it is today because I still have my corporate job because I need the benefits. And we'll tell my husband gets his, his stuff up and running, but you know, the benefits, the stability, cause Warren Buffett's not going anywhere, you know, <laughs> yeah. so I have that. And so I'm able to jump off and build successful diligence to really be of service and to mm-hmm. really have an impact of empowerment for other people. And it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Yeah. So when did, uh, when, when actually did successful diligence begin? Like before you got out of uh, that job or now that you're here in So Geico? successful diligence actually was created and um, registered in 2005. So that was when I was still, I think I just, I was in my twenties at that point. 
Um, okay. And I had no idea what to do with it. But I knew the name came to me and I grabbed the website for SEO purposes. Mm. I'm just saying yeah. it's been really good. <laughs> yes, yes, um, yes. So I grabbed the website, I've kept it, but I had really had no idea what to do with it. So I started with the career coaching and helping mm -hmm. people, you know, get their careers, their resumes together, which is sort of like in that, what do you want to do with your life vein? Mm -hmm. And, you know, helping people understand their skills and what they need to do. And that was where it started. And then when I went to um, the clinical social work field, successful diligence took a back burner and was really just sitting there. And yeah. it wasn't until I started the coaching being in corporate America that I revived yeah. it and was like, Oh, this is what successful diligence is for. Even the names diligent yes. efforts, you find success. Yes. Like it, it all makes yes. sense. So, yes, that's amazing. Yeah. I, it's, 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 it's awesome and cool that the universe, you know, will give you this idea when, when it's not even meant to re uh, activate at that point in your life. Right. And then you go back, you're like, wait, I got this website. <laughs> like, <laughs> now, when the time is right, when the universe and all the things align and things are happening in my life, this is when I will relaunch and make it happen. Right? Well, what's interesting is that my cousin had sold the name, the website name, domain name. Mm -hmm. And I remember being so mad. I said, you got to get it back. And he actually had to pay triple what he, what he sold it for <laughs> to get it back for me. Yeah. And I really believe that there's seasons and timing in everyone's life. And I was not the person that I needed to be mm. back in 2005. There's yeah. no way I could have been doing what I'm doing now with successful diligence because I wasn't the person who could offer that and have that. But right. now that I've gone through the journey of life and all these experiences and learned all these lessons and completely revamped my mindset and, yeah. you know, I'm empowered so I can empower others. But I wasn't empowered back then. I was still in that journey. And so when the season was right and the person that I am, I'm finally here. Now I can flourish because I have something to offer and it, the container is there for me. Wow. I so love sometimes it. you have the seed and just, what do they say? The bamboo, it takes like what, five, 10, 10, yeah, 11 five, 10 years, years. Yeah. and then it grows yeah. and shoots up like yeah. seven, 12 feet in like a year. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you got to be in the dirt for a while and you got to yeah. be, be watered. And yep. go through the different seasons and have right. the tornadoes come and go. But eventually you have one leaf come up then another leaf come up and then your tree just starts to blossom. Yeah, I love that how you said I was empowered so I can empower others. You have yeah. to take yeah. some time, you know, to understand who you really are. Yes. Self-care, some, you know, me time to oh, really, yeah. really reflect and, you know, look inside you. That was the same for me, too. I had this crazy like self-development journey which i am still on on a daily basis but if i didn't make that choice if i didn't mm -hmm. make that decision because you know decide you have to cut out every single possibility and stand forward you know to be focused when i made that decision to focus on myself to be better man everything just started happening right yeah everything just like man yeah. oh like you know this situation got better you know this person that gave you stress like kind of just moved out the picture you know like well, because you become a different person so you right. attract different to you and it's right. when you decide it's more about changing your decision because when you're not making a decision you are making a decision you're accepting mm. what is yes. and so yes. when you don't move and you don't make a choice you are that making the decision. choice for things to stay the same yeah. So you made a choice and had the courage to say, I want something different. Yes. And then you could then implement those actions and become something different. And when you become something different, there's certain people, certain energies that don't feel comfortable around you anymore. And mm -hmm. that's a good thing. That is a good thing. And 
and it, it's it's something to celebrate because it, it demonstrates the growth and mm-hmm. the the evidence of courage that you had for yourself. Mm. And I just want to say one thing about self-care because a lot of people think self-care is like the lotions and the mani-pedis nah. and, you know, let me go for a walk. And even right. exercising, all of that is really, really good for physical self-care, but there's also emotional self-care mm. and there's also mental self-care, psychological <laughs> self-care. And that is just as important as the physical self-care. Yeah. And people forget about that. I love it. Man, that's some golden nuggets right there. <laughs> Emotional self-care, mental mm-hmm. self-care. That's why I meditate every day, family. <laughs> you should meditate. Come on, like everybody should. Just two minutes of silence to yourself, you know? Well, it's just... interesting because when you're in silence, you can actually hear what you're thinking. Yes. And I encourage I have I encourage people to to journal. I have a whole course mm-hmm. in, and a module about journaling. Mm. But oftentimes people don't realize what they're thinking because we never pay attention to it. Right. And you have to identify where you are before you can go to where you're going to go. So you have to identify where am I? Who am I? What am I thinking? What's my perspective? Mm-hmm. What are my narratives? Then where do I want to go? And then you can make a plan with the steps to get there. Right. Exactly. So let's get into this whole module, like success deal. Like what do you, what, what do you offer your, your clients or people that are looking up successful diligence? Like what, what, what are they, what are they going to get? Well, they're going to get a website in flux because we're still, we're still uh, emerging and evolving. I, the the right, theme right. Of, of right now is like the butterfly. So Mm. I have um, three different courses and those are available at the school. There's a link on the website. Mm -hmm. There's a free uh, empowerment mindset course that you can take. There is a butterfly impact course, which is all about having an impact and creating a legacy. Mm. And then there's the total transformation course. So it's the butterfly transformation. And that's the module where I have the identification and it walks you through the steps with the tips and the tools and strategies that I learned along my journey and mm-hmm. it offers that in the course. I am evolving the course to put more mm-hmm. live uh, elements in there because mm-hmm. I found that my students want more support and mm-hmm. they want um, more interaction. And so I'm I'm evolving to give that because my goal is to serve. What you need, I'm going to provide. <laughs> Love it. What you um, need, so that, I'm going to provide. Exactly. Because yeah. my job is to equip other people to live an empowered life and to share mm-hmm. the journey. And so that's the school. And then I also have a podcast Hmm. and I recognized at the end of last year that I needed to work on discipline and consistency. Mm. And I had to finally say, okay, Michelle, rubber meets the road. You're going to either make a change or you're not going to go to the next level that you want to go. So I am now doing a daily episode. Now they're short. (laughs) They're, They're not long. So some of them are like five minutes. Some of them are 20 minutes, depending on the topic. Yeah. But Every single day, there's a new episode for this entire year. So that's the Successful Diligence podcast. And that's wow. on most podcast platforms. Um, wow. you know, the Apple Play, the Spotify, all of that stuff. Bam, and that, there again, there's a link on the website as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There, there it you know. is. There's a link right there to the podcast. Every single day? That's dedication right there. That's Every consistency. Day. And I, recently I wasn't feeling well. And, um, and also I hung out on Friday with a friend of mine uh-huh. and my husband said, so did you do the podcast? I said, of course I did. I did it in the car. Before I yeah. impressed. Hey. <laughs> so you, I mean, when you make a decision and you commit to it, you're going to do whatever it takes. No excuses. Hey. Consistency is a new currency. That's what they say. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. 365 episodes. Mm-hmm. I'm on episode, I think 64, I think I'm at right now. Yeah. Wow. There it is. Go check it out on the podcast and the, her uh, her uh, website in flux right there. 
uh, is a t on the ticker. Go check that out. I don't think it's in flux. It looks good to me. I mean, well, <laughs> and I, you know what I, I love to do? I used to have like blue clouds in the background. Mm. It, was, it was so tacky. It was so tacky. Like I've come a long way. <laughs> Um, yeah. But I still, you know, I need, I'm, what I'm doing now is I'm sort of branding because mm -hmm. the courage to jump out there when things are mm. not perfect. And I always say perfectly imperfect, mm. even though I may not be perfect. And even though everything is not shiny and put together, right. me showing up is what matters. And yes. me showing up with what I know has value and I can offer that is enough yeah. for right now as I work towards where I want to go. Yeah. So that's sort of where I am is that I have. I've got workshops and seminars and live um, events online coming. Mm. I've got a membership group that I'm developing, but wow. so all of that's coming this year. Wow. But right now what's solid is the podcast and the school. <laughs> and, and of course nice. on uh, Facebook, I've got the page yeah. uh, where you can follow me. As yeah. Well. Go check it out. Successful diligence. So this word keeps coming up over and over and over that, that I'm hearing from this, this, this word courage. Yes. Right. So how do you, tell your clients or your students to build courage like what what's what's the what's those micro steps that you you know kind of tell them to gain that courage or have that courage to do the the next thing that they have to do that you know they have to do you know because well, we we can always look at someone like this is what you have to do but they're like oh but i don't know how to do it like i'm so scared like what do you what, what what's your process in helping them do that well, I never, I never take the stance of I know what someone wants. What I do mm. is I listen. Mm. And based on what they tell me, I can see where they want to go, where they may not see. And right. the, the key, and this is something that will change your life, is mm. to ask different questions. Yes. And so I, I start asking questions. And mm. the more questions I ask, they inevitably come to it themselves. And so mm. if someone is, is walking in fear, or if they want to do something and they're making excuses, which is really fear in disguise. If you're making excuses, if you're making excuses, you're just walking in fear. But there's a reason for it, and you have to understand the reason, get to the root of it to be able to move forward. So I ask questions, I ask questions that make them think, and then I support them and encourage them and celebrate those small wins, right. which reinforces the actions that promote courage. Mm. Because gotcha. courage is not the absence of fear. It's yeah. doing something, taking action, implementing behavior and choices with the fear present, but saying, hey, fear, you're coming along with me. Yeah. That's like and so that's, I, I, I yeah. encourage and support on, along the way. Yeah, that's like Brene Brownish right there. <laughs> <laughs> I love yeah. her. Yeah. Yeah. She, awesome. Yeah, she's yeah, good. yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Wow, that that that's amazing. You know, asking the right questions will mm -hmm. make them understand themselves to come to their own conclusions, what they need to do. But, you know, there, there are those people, because I know, because I, I, I get surrounded with them a lot in my, in my uh -huh. life. It's like <laughs> you can ask and ask and ask, but just something is blocking them from really understanding. Even though they come up with the right questions, they're like, but their behavior is not reflecting what they need to know that they have to do. Well, that's so when you what go into the in, I wonder. I wonder mm. why, or oh, my experience is. I so wonder, I wonder, yeah. what do you think? And and go to them as the expert because mm. some people don't feel confident enough. And so, mm. you know, I wonder what it would be like if whatever. Or right. my perspective is, or help me with a problem, knowing you're talking about their problem. Help me understand. I'm just struggling to understand something. I wonder what it would be like, or help me understand this. What do you think? You mm. know, what's your perspective on this? And as mm. people talk, 
and they hear themselves, there's a shift in awareness that comes. Hmm. Awesome. Awesome. See, it's the words that you use, right? Yes, That's language, very powerful. Language. The language. That's amazing. If you change the quality of the questions you ask, you will change the quality of your life. Say that one more time. Oh, come on. That's a nugget right there. Say that one more time, please, Michelle. If you change the quality of the questions that you ask, you will change the quality of your life. Wow. Hands I'm down. To, it's I'm, it's I'm inevitable. I'm going to quote that. I'm going to have to quote that. That is powerful. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen. And it's true. It and is true. true. I totally get it. I totally 1000% agree because I have to ca- catch myself so many times because I, when I, even when I'm aware and I ask the question and mm-hmm. I'm listening to my question, I'm thinking, hold on. And I know the person I'm talking to, right? I'm like, wait, are they going to, are they going to fully understand what I'm saying or should I reiterate something else or focus on a specific word or put things in there? So like, because once I asked a question, they give me this kind of like, like look face, you know, I'm like, oh man, my question wasn't good enough. Like, hold on, let me rephrase that. And then, or you can ask for clarification. Like, wow, I noticed yeah. you made this face. What does that mean? Because sometimes right. we can misinterpret responses. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. sometimes like uh, my husband is a great example. I've learned so much, <laughs> um, but I'll yes. say something and he'll make a face or something. And I'm like, oh God, did I say something wrong? Like what? Right. And it really right. was is that I sparked a new thought for him or a new idea. Mm. And so his face, because it's new, it was a different expression than what I'm used to. And so, mm. wow, I noticed what your face changed. What happened? Did, did I say something wrong? Let me clarify. Clarification, yeah. key. Yeah, wow. My wife is the same way. Like yeah. her, she, does, she cannot hide the way she feels in her <laughs> bodily expressions, like her face, you know, it's like, I, I could tell right away. I was like, what happened, honey? You're, you're, you're something, you're thinking about something, right? And she's like, yeah. no, I was like, no, you don't have to lie. You know, we've been together for so long. I know that face. Just tell me what it is. Right. <laughs> but what a great gift to be able yeah. to live in the present like that. You yeah. Don't hold on to things. You just yeah. let it out. And that's one thing I had to learn because I used to be a volcano. I used to stuff mm. and stuff because I didn't Same trust here. anybody. And Same I didn't here. trust myself. And so when I started to, but eventually you have to let it out. So I would cry mm-hmm. even when I was mm-hmm. mad or like a little balloon, it would just sort of hiss out. But you have to, in order to be able to live in the present and tell the truth, you have to let those out and not be scared of what you feel. It's okay mm-hmm. to feel angry. It's okay to feel fear. It's okay to feel happiness, excitement, pride. It's okay to feel it. It just has to have, it, have its right place so that you're balanced. Yes. Yes. Oh man, that just hits such a chord for me because mm-hmm. I just didn't know. I, I didn't even know how to feel. <laughs> it's, like, it's like feeling. What's feeling? I don't mm-hmm. know what that is. Like I don't feel anything, right? I mean, well, oh, you felt it, but you didn't have the language for it, right? Or so, I didn't know how to process correctly. So right. that was like my huge thing, which is which you know resulted in so many other things. You know, after the fact, like in my past relationships where I was like, you know, people pleasing or like Mm -hmm. I I was a volcano. So I was just not being able to confront difficult conversations. You know, I'll just like storm out, you know, and nothing gets solved. And I'm just here just having all these emotions that I don't even know how to process, you know, how amazing though, that you you had the courage to learn the skills and okay, this is not working for me. This is not serving me. I've got to make a change and to seek out 
that new information. I know you're mm-hmm. reading books every month mm-hmm, this mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm, so getting mm-hmm. that new information, yep. whenever you get a new idea, a new seed, it sparks your own creativity. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting about our brains, and I find our brains fascinating, mm. is that when you start to do new things, you create new neural pathways. Yes. And the more that you stay in that lane of reinforcement, positivity, learning, courage, strength, whatever it is, the stronger those pathways get and the mm-hmm. weaker those negative pathways are until they actually die. Yeah. And so that's why it's important to be consistent and to reinforce. And even if you don't feel it, you know, talking about self-talk and changing your narrative, even mm. if you don't feel it, you talk to yourself nicely because that's creating a new brainwave. It's creating a new neural pathway. And mm. eventually you'll feel it. You'll catch up to it, but say it anyway. Yes. It's all science. It's yeah. a lot of, a lot of studies. Like she said, Creating yes. neural pathways, Jim Quick, you know, he <laughs> talks about and after after you create those neural pathways, your brain does not go back to its original mm-hmm. size. It just keeps it expanding and expanding and expanding. And like you said, those other pathways will get weaker and weaker and weaker. So you ever amazing. notice that you can't unsee something? Yep. Yep. You can't unknow something. Your yep. once your brain integrates it, it's going to grow. Your brain actually physically gets bigger too. Mm-hmm. But you mm-hmm. can't unknow something, so you're never in the same place again. It's almost like a river where you can't touch the same drop of water because yep. it's continually flowing. The yeah. same is with life. We ha- only have 24 hours a day, mm-hmm. and each moment it's going to pass by, never to be the same moment. But you can take advantage of it and incorporate mm-hmm. the newness, and you become that new person. And yeah. biologically, every 10 years to our cellular level, we are a completely different person. Yes. I love it. Exactly. Because everything just sheds, cells die. Mm-hmm. You're totally physic- physio- physiologically a brand new person. Literally. I had that, I had that, you know, understanding too, because I was thinking I was never able to like hold my breath for a long time, you know, even though I live near the water, it just never happened. <laughs> I was a smoker for such a long time, you know, I quit. Oh, well, that's why. <laughs> yeah, and then and then now I'm just thinking, man, I, I, you know, I learned this new breathing technique. And now it's like two minutes and 45 seconds. I can hold my breath with the wow. out, with blowing out, but just, but just by learning, you know, Wim Hof's new breathing technique. And it's just like, I'm, and now I'm just like, what if I can go three minutes? <laughs> what if I can go four minutes? Like, wow, this is going to be amazing. Right. So yeah. You don't know you, your limitation. You, yeah. you don't, you don't know. Yeah. And you never so know much how far you can go. Exactly. Exactly. I love it. I love it. Talking about books. Are you reading any books right now or getting I'm always reading books. I'm always reading books. Um, Right now I'm reading a lot of leadership books um, Mm. and I've got a stack. I'm like looking over at my my stack of books. Any John C. Um, Maxwell up in there? Oh, I've read every book that that he's ever written, (laughs) (laughs) including taking a lot of his seminars and his classes. He's an awesome, awesome person for leadership. Um, but also a lot of financial, um, mm. because now is the season to get financially fit and mm. to be diligent with finances. And it's not mm. easy. Um, oops. Oh no. Oh no. Hold on. Did I lose you? Ah, it's all dark. <laughs> there oh, you go. Back. I, I, was trying, I got it. I got a message. And I was like, oh no, I apologize <laughs> for that. Um, but now is the season to be financially fit and, you know, with the world where it is. Mm. So I'm reading a lot of financial books, Mm. um, to get wisdom and knowledge that I don't have and didn't have. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, so a lot of the books I'm reading are financial leadership, uh, focused radical candor is a book I'm reading as well. has to do with Mm. feedback and being, um, honest, but yet, uh, giving feedback in a way that can be received. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Wow. We're like kind of on the same like path here, like everything that you're doing, like, I'm just resonating with this so much because, like, 
I'm the same way. I'm like, I suck at finances. So I'm like reading finance books. I'm reading a lot of philosophy stuff, you know, uh-huh. handling emotions, feedback too. Like there's one I read about just recently, Emotional Intelligence 2.0, you know, oh, yeah. to understand, you know, all those things, you know, John C. Maxwell's on my on my shelf here too that I'm reading. It's like, man, like everything you're saying, it's like, dude, we have like the same life. <laughs> This is awesome. That's why we connected. That's yeah. why we connected. It's like, it's like energy connecting with each other yeah. because, you know, we're giving out the same type of vibrations, you know? Exactly. I love it. But in our love own it. specific way, because there's no way that I can do what you do. There's no way you can do what right. I do, even if it's the same, yes. we're on the same highway, but yeah. we're not driving the same car. Yes. You know I, mean? I love that metaphor. Yes. Yeah. Some people <laughs> don't understand that, you know, they, yeah. they, they, they start to compare and then compete and then like, you know. It's like, oh, now I can't do it. It can lead to like inaction, right? Because they get so like but that, debilitated by their own thoughts. Right. But right. It's, I mean, if we think about it, there's no one like you on the earth. Even twins, even biological twins are different. I keep and saying. So if you think about that, the world, and, and for me, I feel it as a responsibility because in the times when I used to shrink back and feel low about myself or not understand uh, what I had to offer, hmm. I had to remember that there's people that, I need to meet that are depending on me being where I need to be and being the person that I need to be for them. They are depending on that. And so it's my duty to Mm. evolve into the, my best version of myself for those people. And so I feel that sense of responsibility to them, but it only enhances me as well because I have to become the best version of myself to do that. Right. See, man, that's, that's amazing. That's, I feel the same way. It's like, I have this duty to serve mm-hmm. and I have to be like at my optimal best, which is why I make, I take intentional hours to myself to work on myself yes. so I can give it everyone, you know, my all the people that I serve and the people that I hopefully impact so they can like, you know, feel that ripple for me. So then they can like, you know, go on and make their own ripples. Right. Like exactly. What you were talking intentional about. self-care. Yes. Intentional. Which self-care. is taking care of yourself. <laughs> so just make it just make it a priority you know i think in 2020 a lot of people have to understand like this should be mandatory this should be a priority that you should do some self-care and not just physical self-care like michelle said mental emotional energetic Mm -hmm. self-care whatever it is it's it's all it's all mind body soul spirit right just everything that's to encompass everything right yeah so amazing michelle it's been yes. an amazing conversation As always, so far. Yes. And it's like, we're hitting the hour mark here. And I want to, I, so I know, right? I mean, it's like, what, really? It's already been an hour. I'm looking at the thing. I was like, it's 57 minutes. Dang. Wow. <laughs> I think we got to do this again. I have a part two. You know? I'm down. I'm down yeah. for it. <laughs> yeah. So um, I'm going to, I'm going to go into our rapid fire questions before, okay. you know, we end it here. Um, and then, uh, you know, I'll ask one last question. You know, okay. and then uh, wrap it up there. So, with that said, here's the wrap. Okay, I'm ready. <laughs> You're ready, Michelle. She ready. <laughs> All right, Michelle. If you can have one superpower, what would it be? Well, that's an interesting question. If I could have one superpower, what would it be? Wow, I you know I'm not sure. One superpower. I think my one superpower that I would want is to be go is to be able to go into any time 
frame mm. that I wanted to go to meet different people and talk to different people. So time, time travel. travel. Yeah. Like, like, like strange. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. Um, would you rather have the ability to fly or hold your breath underwater for a long fly. time? Sub question. Why flying? Because it, I'd be able to travel and go places if I could fly Not and see travel. more of the world. Oh, okay. Okay. Awesome. Best advice you've received in the last five years? Well, the can I do two? The best advice I've ever been given was from my mom when she told me who you are is not who what you what you do. So I love you for who you are, but I don't like your behavior. Wow. And that has been key for me. I am not yes. my behavior. Who yes. I am is not what I do. Love it. I think that's, thanks, that's the moms. most powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. thanks, powerful mom. That, that hit me as a parent. I'm like, ooh, <laughs> wow. That's I gotta use that. Yeah, wow. I was I was a, a I was a troubled kid, but she, hey, she would always say, here. "I love you, but I don't love what you're doing." Yes. Wow. What was that? What was the other? What was the other? Uh... Oh, uh, best advice: show up imperfectly. Mm, love it. I love it. Okay, what was that three? Right, three. Yeah. The fourth <laughs> question. The fourth question. Uh, what's your sign? My sign, my, my uh, astrological yeah, sign. Astrological sign, yeah. So what's interesting is that I was supposed to be a Leo. Mm. My birthday is July twentieth, so I'm actually a Cancer with Leo qualities because I'm right ah, on the edge. Ah, gotcha. My wife yeah. was all up into signs. If you tell, there's even a specific word for that being like in between, like because there's like there's a strength levels for huh. exactly when you were born, uh, as far as like the date goes. Yeah. Like, you're like one of them is i think it's like a neutral cancer sign and there's a one called like something else there's like three well, levels I'm not, I'm not neutral because i'm very yeah. i'm very emotional yeah but i will say this i have a cousin i call my twin cousin but uh -huh. we, he was supposed to, we were supposed to be born at the same time mm -hmm. and i came three weeks and three days early because i said no no i'm coming first <laughs> mm, awesome awesome yeah. all right cool uh was that four right five the last yep. question last question in the rapid fire and the last final question do you believe love heals all? Do I believe that love heals all? Mm -hmm. Well, I can't answer that because I'd have to get clarity about what your definition of love is. Ooh, okay. What is because your definition different, of love? It's different for different people. So, there and there's different types of love as well. Uh, so, got it. some got love it. does not heal at all because uh, some love can be abusive, okay. even though it's still classified as love. Okay. Some okay. some people say love is God. Now, can mm. God heal all things? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Some people say there's that friendship love. There's mm. there's different levels and different types of love. So I I, I can't answer that comprehensively. Mm. Mm. Amazing. I love that. I, I, let's see. Good questioning. Good good. You know, clarifications. You know, yep. she came with all those different examples. That's what I'm talking about. Final question. language matters. Language matters. Final question. What is your definition of awesomeness? Definition of awesomeness. I don't know that I've thought about it, Ooh. but I think my definition of awesomeness would be the best version of yourself because mm. who you are, regardless of what you are and who you have become, the, mm. the seed of who you are is awesome in the, in the, the, the clarity of the word awesome. You are awe inspiring. You are yes. awesome. You are awe and yes. then some more. And we're wow. all awesome. Yes. I love that's, you're the first person that broke down the word of awesome. 
I just want to tell you that 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 uh, that that actually you know conveys the point that you know language is language important, matters. right? Language matters, and you actually yeah. understood the root word mm -hmm. to be what the you know bigger word of awesomeness is. So that is amazing. Thank you for yeah. that. Uh, thank you for that definition, and thank you for your time, Michelle. How do people find you? Tell 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 the audience. Well, first of all, I want to thank you, Jay. I'm so, so glad that we both. Oh! <laughs> can you see me now? Yeah, I can see you now. Uh-oh. <laughs> I was like, Am I back? yeah, you're back. You're back. The energy was so. I can't hear you, but I'm, I'm going to keep talking. Yeah, just yeah. Like Go I ahead. Am. So, <laughs> so I'm just so glad that we had the courage to connect and, and to do this. I've, I've so enjoyed, and this has been such a blessing for me. And if people want to find me, SuccessfulDiligence.com is the best way. I will say I have a newsletter that comes out one time a week because I hate when people email me every single day. I can't stand those people that email me three, four times a day. I don't like it. So I only email once a week on Wednesdays. And it's always an encouraging sort of what we, what we did today. It's a conversation, you know, feel to the newsletter once a week. Um, so the newsletter, you can sign up at SuccessfulDiligence.com. You can listen to the podcast. And leave me a rating on Apple Podcasts. Um, mm. but you can listen on whatever platform you listen to. There's going to be an episode every day. Wow. <laughs> so Amazing. So SuccessfulDiligence.com, the podcast, and then you'll get links to everywhere. Awesome. Awesome. Cool. So everyone knows that. I put the links in the comments. I put the links in here. I lost so your go ahead. so I can't hear you. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to end it here right now. So I have everything in the comments. Um, sorry for the technical difficulties, but thank you so much, Michelle, for your time. I appreciate it. We have to do this one more time. I'm sure Absolutely. we will. And, uh, I appreciate we, you so much, Jay. What yeah. you're doing is awesomeness. You're unleashing your awesomeness. You are amazing. I can't hear you, but I was reading your lips. <laughs> but you are awesome. And this is an incredible time. I'm so grateful to be here. And I just hope I provided value for somebody. Yes, yes, a lot of value. So with that said, we will see you guys next time. Be grateful. Think positive. Always stay awesome. Michelle, you are awesome. Thank you so much. And we'll see you again. All right. Peace. Yeah. Unlimited Lifers, are you ready for the show? The show is brought to you by the Unlimited Unlimited Lifers. Hey, thanks for tuning in. Unlimited Awesomeness Sessions. I'll see you on the next session. And don't forget to turn on your notification. Thanks for watching. And don't forget to check out our other show lineups. Amazing people, amazing content. And I'll see you on the other side of fear. I wanted to make sure that you were aware of how valuable you are to us and me here at Successful Diligence as a listener of the podcast. It means so much that you allow me to provide value through the podcast and that you listen and you show up and you invest your time. It means the world to me and I so appreciate it. One way that you can show your appreciation for the podcast if you've gotten any value from anything we've ever said um, in sode is you can support us financially so that we can continue to provide the value that you've come to know from the successful diligence podcast and it can be literally less than a cup of coffee a day 99 cents 
per month. That's less than a dollar per month, all the way up to five, ten dollars, however much you want to give. But as little as a dollar, less than a dollar, ninety-nine cents. That would make such a difference to us. You can go to the show notes and you can click the link where listener support is highlighted. Um, there's a different links in the show notes, or you can go to anchor.fm backslash successful diligence backslash support and you can sign up there and literally it's one time per month 99 cents less than a cup of coffee and yet you would be having an impact on supporting this podcast to bring more value reach more people to have a greater impact in the world and we appreciate in advance any support that you're able to provide again anchor.fm slash successful diligence slash support or you can click the link in the show notes and show your support financially we appreciate it and we thank you in advance